Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Welcome back to another episode here at Voice of the Church. Today we begin our final meditation in the book of Ecclesiastes as we consider God's greatness over the seasons of our life. And for that, we'll begin reading in Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. And here we read these words. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? I have seen this God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God has done from the beginning to the end. Well, we live in a world that is obsessed with time travel movies and shows. It is fun to suspend reality for a moment and to watch a movie or a show that has this element. Uh, But why do we enjoy this topic of time travel? I think as humans, we like the idea of transcending limits and of having the ability to go back and fix things or to change the big picture of life. We like to feel a sense of control over time. In our ordinary lives, we long to control the seasons of life we go through. We want to be able to quickly end seasons of suffering and make those vacation times last forever. But Ecclesiastes 3 paints a very different picture for us. The preacher reminds us that we are time-bound creatures, who are subject to the various seasons of life that God brings upon us. But the preacher teaches us that when we acknowledge our limits and rest in God's all-wise control, then we can receive each day for what it truly is, a gift of God. Well, here we come to one of the most well-known parts of Ecclesiastes, even for those who don't know the Bible very well. This passage highlights in a very poetic way the various seasons of life God brings upon us. And we are invited to discern the appropriate season of life we are in so that we might live rightly before God. And of course, the opening lines of this poem remind us that we are not always in control. The preacher says here there is a time to be born and a time to die. In the book of Genesis chapter 1, when God created this world, he also created time. God himself is eternal meaning he is outside of time. But we are creatures who are subject to the various rhythms of life that he has set up. God has set up seasons 
not only like winter and spring and summer and fall, but he also brings us through different seasons of life. The preacher here says, for example, there is a time to weep and a time to laugh. Parallel to this, he says, there's a time to mourn and there's a time to dance. In other words, there are seasons of different emotions. There are times when we cry with others and enter into their sorrows. We weep at times of death. And this also comes up in verse 7 when the preacher says there's a time to tear. This refers to the Old Testament practice of tearing our clothes in the face of death. For a season, we are undone by grief. And so we weep. We weep in times of sin. We weep in times of sickness. We weep in times of death. But the preacher says there's also a time to laugh. Some of those people that we weep with at a funeral, we laugh with and dance with at a wedding. After our clothes have been torn by grief, the preacher says there's a time to sew. We sew them up and we smile again. In this poem, we are called to embrace all the seasons of life that God brings upon us and to respond to them in the appropriate way. Again, we cry in the sad times because that's right. And we dance and rejoice in the good times because that is right. Life is not just one great big mountaintop experience. We're not always going to want to smile each day. And God is reminding us here that that's okay. The preacher says there is a time for every purpose under heaven. And this list reminds us that ultimately God is in control. And we must remember that each season of life we go through is temporary. It's a season, meaning that it will come to an end. And part of being wise in this world is humbly recognizing that God is working out the bigger picture in his perfect timing. As Christians, we call this God's sovereignty. When we say that God is sovereign, we are simply saying that he is in charge and we are not. God is the one directing history, and he decides whatsoever comes to pass in this world. Well, how do we often respond to God's control? Well, the preacher says in verse 11, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet he cannot find out what God has done from beginning to end. Here is something unique about us as human beings. We are self-aware creatures. We are those who long for immortality. We are creatures who are aware of time. Moreover, we are people who consider the past and the future, and we want to know the big picture of what God is doing. One of the most difficult things for a child to grasp is the big picture of life. When a parent says to a child that he can't have a toy or a device, or when a parent takes away something that they know is harmful, the question from the child is inevitably, why? That's not fair. And as parents, we often say, you have to trust me. I love you, and I'm trying to do what is best for you. Well, before God, all of us are those children who want to know the big picture. God brings about a difficult season of life for us, and we wonder, God, why are you doing this? God takes away something precious to us, or a dream doesn't come to fruition. And we say, God, why would you withhold this from me? And God is saying to us in those moments, 
My dear child, I love you, and you can trust me with these things. Well, why can we trust God in every season of life? Because the Word of God teaches that God is not only sovereign over the seasons, but he is sovereign over our own personal salvation. This is what we see in the New Testament in Jesus Christ. In Galatians 4, verse 4, we read, When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, that he might redeem those who were under the law. The God who is outside of time came into it in the person of Jesus Christ. And we may not see how all the details of our life fit together, but the scriptures teach us that God's ways are good, and we can know that for certain because of how he has shown his love and care for us in Jesus Christ. And so for the Christian, we have the promise that for those who love God, he works all things together for good, Romans 8, 28. Now with the eyes of faith, we can see the seasons of life that come upon us as coming from God's fatherly hand. And this is what the preacher says in Ecclesiastes. He says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. Here the preacher affirms God is the creator who does all things well. Again, right now, we don't see how all the puzzle pieces of our lives fit together. But there is one who does, and his ways are good. One day we will be able to see more of how God's beautiful hand has been at work in our lives. But the call right now is to trust him, to be patient in adversity, to be thankful in prosperity, and for the future to have good confidence in our God and Father because we know that nothing will separate us from his love. In light of these things, we are called to pray with Moses those words from Psalm 90, verse 12. Lord, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. May we relinquish control. Ultimately, it is an illusion at the end of the day. And instead, may we put our trust in God who makes everything beautiful in its time. And may we rejoice in each day that he gifts us with. Well, it has been a joy to think about the meaning of life with you as we've looked at the book of Ecclesiastes. May God write these precious truths on our hearts and help us to find our satisfaction in Jesus Christ alone. May God bless you and may he keep you.